0: Hey guys, welcome back to Walkers Only Podcast. What an amazing episode I have in tune for you guys today. But before we start, just a quick announcement. On the 14th of May at 9pm to the 15th of May, 9am, we'll be running for 12 hours at Kangaroo Point Stairs to raise money for mental health. All donations And money will be going to Beyond Blue Charity. So it's a massive mental health charity. Helps people with anxiety, depression and just preaches what we all love is helping others. So if you are in the area and you do want to get involved, you can either hit the link in my bio. Or you can rock up on the day and pay $20 and do as many stairs as you want. You can get a walkers only gift bag and you'll get a barbecue. And to top it off, we have our sponsors, Notorious Barbershop, down there cutting hair on the morning. So get around the community of Brisbane if you're in the area, and please give us all some help and donate to an amazing cause. My guest for today is sports science guru, Dr. Tim Gabbett. If you work or aspire to be in the world of professional sport, then tune into this episode. Dr. Tim Gabba, who has 25 years of experience, talks about the difference between the top athletes and what they all have in common. We talk about overload in the body, internal and external factors which can affect your game and also what inspires Tim to be the best at what he does. Tim has worked with teams all over such as in NFL, NBA, baseball, Manchester United and even in the NRL and to top it off in the Olympics. I won't give you any more on the topics, I'll let you listen to this episode but guys you are in for a treat. Before we start, let's roll the intro.
1: Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk his only. Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk his only. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk
0: his only. Tim, how you doing, mate?
2: Very well, Ollie. Thanks for having me, mate.
0: (laughs) No worries, third time lucky.
2: you had a bit of trouble getting me on here didn't you like it was, um yeah. it was all my fault
0: Nah, no nah, it's you're look you're a busy man it happens but when you when i text you an address and not a link and you uh say mate where's the link i've got my headphones ready thinking for a zoom <laughs> meeting i'm like hang on this is face to face and
2: i was like uh what 90 minutes away from your place so, yeah um Cool them, and, and then you've you've gone. Well, you better hurry.
0: Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, mate. Like I said, very grateful for you coming on, and uh, the power of connections is awesome.
2: Yeah, look, it's um, you know, just talking to you before, and it's uh, it's amazing the people that that we we know. Mm. It's, you know that it's kind of one or two degrees of separation. Yeah, um, you know, and and the reality is, we've probably never been in the same room together with those people, but yeah. there's a there's a link there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: It is. It's um, like you mentioned before this podcast, you're from Toowoomba, Mm. and there must be a great pool of in Toowoomba because there's always something like a good gem coming out of Toowoomba. As in some footy, good footy players are from there, and like you know, we talk about Ben Walkers from there, Shane and Chris from there, and you're from there. And then there's um, it's just some for every so often I talk to someone who's you know good at what they do or good in the sports sports area, and I'm like. Oh, he's popped out of Toowoomba as well. You know, it's it must be a good good area for uh, for sports.
2: Apparently, uh, Peter Sterling was there, was from there originally or born there. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, Toowoomba's there's a there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of good people. You know, a lot of successful people come out Mm. of Toowoomba, and um, you know, from a sporting point of view, we kind of know that experts decision makers expert decision makers tend to yeah. tend to come from sort of those rural communities um yeah. like around a hundred thousand people or less Man. um you know there's a lot of lot of good support you know, there's some decent coaches and um you know you end up probably playing playing up a grade yeah to to you know i'm sure Ben would have played up a grade yeah, um, yeah he was playing. Under, under 12s when he was only 11. and Oh, actually, he did. He played up two grades yeah yeah when he was in my team. So, um, you know, and all of that kind of mm. goes into the mix to de- develop a, a, a good player as For well. sure.
0: I think when you play up a couple of grades, I think you get excited about it. Like you're playing against the bigger boys, for instance, and you kind of want to earn their respect as well. Like, I'm, I'm good enough to be here, you know, those things. And if you can take that into... Higher levels, I think it just comes. You know, you you're more risky, and you know the contact's going to be harder, or you know you just you back yourself a bit more.
2: Yeah, look, there's a there's a there's a school of thought there that um, because you might be physically a little bit behind someone mm. who's a year or two older, that you've you've actually got to use your brain yeah. more to um, to beat them. Yeah, so you you actually find creative ways. Mm. to to beat that that physically stronger or faster player. Yeah. Um you know and, and if you do that often enough you you start to develop flexible and adaptable skills. Yeah. And I mean when you think of the walkers um yeah that's, well, <laughs> you've got some very you know that they were skillful players that yeah. no one can ever say they they didn't they weren't skillful players. I th- I think I think at times they probably weren't allowed to, yeah. to show their skills as much as we'd like. Yeah. Um, but you know we're starting to see a little bit of the, with um, with Sam, you yeah. Know, some of his skills, some How of the things good. he's able to do. Yeah,
0: he he like his first year in particular. I remember, I'm, I think I spoke to Ben about it. He, I think it was against the Sharks last year, and he just single handedly came on, and they were losing the last five minutes, and he came on and won the game for them. Yeah. And for someone at that age to play against, uh, you know, seasoned season players you know captains and top end players and just to come on and play look like it's fearless. you know it's fearless, and i i lived with ben for three months and i see in the way that like they all they did was play footy in the back garden and like a lot of those drills that he'd implemented in the back garden were a preseason drill as well you know playing in granny's garden touch footy so it'd be like you know pot plants and um obstacles in the way and you have to dodge them and you have to, you know, use your vision and stuff and it, it really shows in Sam because even though he has got the structure, he's got his own touch to it, you know, so they're trying to tame it but you can't tame that, you know, like you're trying, you can't put that into a Cooper quonk, like, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, like C- Cooper, Cooper was a, a different footballer altogether yeah. and, and he had a lot of success in mm. playing the, the structure he did. Um, I mean, I, I hope, I hope Sam – it seems like it's a reasonably good system, a pretty very good system yeah, for the roosters. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've got to try and – you'd like to think that mm. you're going to nurture yeah. that creativity and not stifle it, not coach it out of him. 100%. Um, you know, and, and I think I think Ben and Sam and, and Kylie, to their credit, they, mm. they did a bit of research on where they wanted Sam to go. Yeah. Um, and they, they wanted to make sure that, um, you know, he just wasn't going to be set up. Setting up block plays The whole yeah. the whole time um, yeah. You know and, and you see that a lot I see it, You know You see it a heap in, in the NRL Where Some really good footballers They get the football Coached out of them Yeah um, It's such a shame That's right. That's okay. Yeah yeah Now
0: you're, you're You're right then Something that come to my mind there when you said that Right So when you're younger And you're injury free I know you had a couple of shoulder niggles But I mean Lower limbs um, The fear of stepping when you're injury-free, is great, you know? And it, it reminded me of a time, you remember, obviously, Quade Cooper. Quade did his ACL, right? And I always felt whenever he came back from that ACL, that spring of stepping openly was kind of restricted for a long time. Did you ever feel notice that as well, or do you remember that? Yeah, at all?
2: yeah, I, I remember Quade Cooper, and his, yeah. his step was, was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I guess you I've never had an ACL, but... um Never had an ACL or never done any. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've still got them. Yeah, yeah, they're still they're still intact. I've yeah. never done an ACL. Yeah. Sorry, uh, but if you, I mean, if you talk to someone who has done them, one of yeah. the things we talk about is is something called kinesophobia, which is basically fear of movement. Yeah, um, and it's not only. When you do an ACL, it's yeah. you know hamstring yep. there or it's you know you roll an ankle. Yeah, um, it, it, there's a there's a fear of movement, and and people in chronic pain, yeah, get it as well. Um, they, mm. they go, well, look, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to move. I yeah. don't want to, um I don't want to flex my spine mm. because that's that's what causes True. my pain. Yeah, it's my trigger. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things we look for in yeah. in rehab. It's um, but and you know they they talk about um, athletes coming back from from yeah. ACL injuries in six months. Yeah. Um. If you get back in nine months, it's it's a pretty good job. But yeah. the reality is, it's a twelve month injury. Hundred percent. Um. So you can get back in nine months. Yeah. But for those first three months, mm. um, it's one one game you're playing well. The next you can't do anything. Of course. Um. You, you're feeling things in your knee that aren't really there um yeah. you know there's there's something moving around in there um so it's yes yeah for for those those 3 months until you get to the 12 month mark you, yeah you, mentally you it's as much a a mental challenge as it is a physical thing
0: that's so true so I not I've done 3 on my right knee oh wow. Well. yeah so the first one I did it when I was 17 17 or 18 and I remember cuz I was so young I didn't have correct physiotherapy on it didn't have correct I did the rehab that they required But I look back now And it's atrocious It was literally going into a physio Give me a paper I'd leave And just do it on my own right And it's no It's no accountability It's 18 years old You're kind of just Rushing to get back And I come back After six and a half months The first one Yeah uh, Crazy Like I remember I played atrocious For ages My confidence wasn't there Every knock I took I'd worry I did my third one I did my second one Then three years later And then that one took nine months. And then the following one was three. So I didn't come back on the third one. But I was on minor issues. Like I'd have scopes. I'd have, you know, clean out or stitch down in the meniscus. And I remember when I came to the Jets, though, the coaching staff, regardless of what the physio say, Ben and Shane wouldn't let you come back to return to sport unless you're 12 months. Like, because they've done their knees. And they were like, minimum, regardless of how good you feel mentally, 12 months,
2: you ain't coming until you come back, you know? Yeah. So yeah, this, uh, yeah. My, it's funny. Um, my wife's done two mm. and the same knee. Um, and and your story with the rehab. Here's yeah. a piece of paper. Um, it's atrocious, mate. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that was exactly the same as, mm. as hers, and and there's no progression. Um, there's there's it's it's very, um, geared towards mm. local tissue loading, so really low level yeah loading, um, and then. You know, after you've done whatever period of time of this this low level loading, mm. um, it's suddenly okay. You, you're ready for sport now. That the gap between what you've done at that level yeah. um, from that piece of paper yeah. to to the demands of the sport, there's mm. a mile. There's a mile of difference there. Yeah. Um, there's no way you're prepared for sport. Mm. Um, what graft did she have? Hamstring or she, patella? She had patella. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, we're going back. I remember my daughter was uh she was a baby because i remember her her going up and visiting her in hospital and yeah. she was i think it was 94 something okay. like that or, or 95 you know so it was yeah. very yeah, that yeah. was the fir- first very early days yeah um and then she you know, it was roughly almost 20, 20 years yeah. to the day and she did it again so oh. um she hasn't she hasn't had it repaired again yeah. um she doing physical Oh yeah, she's still she's still pretty physically active. Yeah. But she she did it playing netball the second ah. time and, and she hasn't gone back to netball. Yeah. Uh, but she's still you know, she's still pretty physically active. Yeah.
0: That's uh it's an interesting one. So I did hamstring. Second one was hamstring with a Lars in it. A Lars is like mm-hmm. a synthetic or some and yeah, some and the last one I had was the best I've had was a Patella, but that was with um Dr. Peter Myers, he's pretty well-known in Australia, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, uh, and he's the, the guru of knees. And um, I come out of there like, it had so much done in it because it was the third ACL. And, um, yeah, I come out and touch wood. I haven't had any issues with it since. And, yeah, obviously I don't play footy anymore, but I run, I do a lot of road running. I do touch footy time to time. I coach footy, so I'm always moving and I get involved in the drills and I still train
2: every day. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, look uh, you should be able to like if you're right about Peter Myers. He is, he is very good at what mm. he does. He's he's got a great name and um yeah, I mean once you you may not get back to yeah the levels that you want to get back to, but you, you shouldn't be able you shouldn't be too restricted nah. in what you what you can do.
0: Yeah. The 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 pianist man, the bought the knee was so i have done a couple of triathlons after it since then. And my running paces were great at the time. It was actually my another injury, my ankle that was causing me this issue all the time. But my running was great. You know, I think I was doing ten ten uh, K's in four thirty pace.
2: That's good. Yeah. Going.
0: Like for me, for someone who's never done I was never doing long distance and that's that's Olympic distance triathlons, but then I did um then half marathons and stuff. Me and Troy actually did a half marathon together. Oh, and did you really? Yeah. I think that's it's good having someone next to you so competitive when you are start slack and you just see Troy pushing me along and you fucking get it. So,
2: so were you racing each other or was it we were
0: running with each other? But that competitive edge comes out and we can probably come to the last four, four, five k and we started kicking it. But you know and uh, yeah. kicked way too early. Ah, uh, so he got you in the end. He um he got me just in the end. Yeah, but I don't want to. T-
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I can't. I can't imagine he he wouldn't have given an inch. He's, nah. he's pretty competitive. He,
0: he, that's what I really liked about him because then. I could beat him on the bike. So, so that was my win then. So I'd, you can beat me there, but I'll flog you on the bike. Yeah, nice. But okay. uh, it's just a healthy competitiveness with everyone, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's what spurs you on for that more. But, um, mate, obviously we can talk about everything and anything, but, yeah. Tim, just give the, the listeners a little bit about yourself, mate. What do you doing?
2: Uh, well, um, I'm, I'm a sports scientist by trade, so that's that's what I've been doing Basically, my whole my whole work and life. Um, I've worked worked in Olympic sports mm. in Australia and and professional sports in Australia. Mm. Um, and more recently, well, I, I want to say in the last ten to fifteen years, I've put a lot more time into my own business. Yeah. So, um, and and that's predominantly international. So, yeah. um, a lot of my work's in in the states, yeah. but also. Europe and the UK yeah um, so essentially what my job is is to to work with coaches mm. and to work with performance and medical staff to to get the best out of players yeah um, yeah that, I mean that's we want to make sure that yeah. when they when they go into battle they're ready for it so what do you feel like you know you've
0: obviously dealt with the Olympic sports America and um, the UK, Australia, and Asia mm-hmm. as well, isn't that right? As well parts of South. Yeah. I think I've seen it somewhere. Yeah. But um, what is the difference? Because I think when I was young in the UK, we'd always look on to USA and be like, "They, are the bees knees over there, and they're doing it so more advanced than us." What have you noticed in the in every country? Is it much difference or are we pretty
2: equal with each other? Look, if you if you listen to to some people, mm. um, they'll they'll say Australia is is ahead of the world in, wow. in sports science. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with all that. Um, I think there's pockets of really good stuff being done everywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, just as there's there's pockets of really poor stuff being yeah. done in Australia. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the even though there's some differences in the way different countries do things, um, the, the similarities are, are probably yeah. when you when you notice. A, Uh, a good Mm. organisation you notice it straight away Um, like just I I can pretty much it's just because it's what I know I can walk into a place and you can smell it as soon as you walk in you know you know there's something different about about this particular place and you know you can just sense when something's good and Mm. you can sense when something's
0: off as well if Um, you don't mind me asking then where was the place in Australia where you're like this
2: is on you this place is there Oh, w- without a doubt, Melbourne Storm is yeah. is head and shoulders above above any other any other organisation. Yeah. Um. And there's other organisations that like to like to think yeah. that they're um, they're working hard, mm. or they like to think that they're they're cutting edge. Yeah. Um. But. The reality is, there's there's there's, there's Melbourne Storm yeah. and then there's the rest. Yeah, well, um, and, and to be honest, with you, when I go to the states and if I if I see a team um, that you know I sense there's something special about it, it's, you know, I can I tell them straight away. Look, there's there's something different about this place. The best. Um, the best compliment I can give you here is that you're Melbourne Storm-like. Wow. Um, and, and they get blown away by wow. it because they they know who the Melbourne Storm are.
0: Doesn't Craig Bellamy go over to the States a lot and do a lot of... Like, yeah, yeah, as far as I know. ...research
2: and stuff on that?
0: What are the key elements then, would you say, when it comes to the top-end players? What are they doing different to get their physical, mental and, like, their external worlds all in a line before a game then? Um...
2: Well, I think it probably varies from from player to player, but um, the the ones who are consistently good, um, yeah. are, it's probably the same in in athletic pursuits, sports, yeah. as it is in any other aspect of your life. You mm. you prepare well, um, yeah. You you make sure you you work really hard at what you do. Um, you you work on your strengths, and yeah. you you try and um try and. Correct or improve those limit limiting factors as yeah. well, um, weaknesses, whatever yeah. you want to call them. And um, but I, you know, I, I think probably the best ones they've just got a, an attention to detail. Um, they don't cut corners, mm. um, and they they work pretty hard. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen anyone um, achieve sustained success, success, long term success on the back of a shortcut. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no there's no easy way to get to to being the best in the world at, at what you do. Yeah, um, it takes a, a hell of a lot of hard work. Yeah, um, it takes a lot of discipline. And you know, there's there's so many people. Yeah. Um, in any walk of life, that you know could have could have been I could have been the yeah. best world world contender or you know, yeah. but f- you know they've then there's always a a reason or an excuse yeah, um, yeah. but you know the the ones who who get there uh, they tend to they tend to have a, a single mindedness about them but yeah. they um, but they also despite that single mindedness they tend to be able to switch off a little bit as yeah. well so when they're on they're on yeah um, but yeah. then they can they can switch off from it as well
0: so um, um, that brings
2: me to a play another place for the storm um,
0: is Cameron Munster so like he, Matty John says a lot about it. It's like a, like the the monkey with the bong bangers, you know, when he's when he's in the before game and whatnot. So he doesn't think too much. But, like that's what they're trying to assume. But he does seem like a happy go lucky guy. And then when he goes on the field, he's just like it, it happens, you know. And it was that talk about the origin last year, or the year before, when he was on the they won the GF and he was on the Bears and then just rocked up and just won the game single handedly. So you know, you, we chuck all this sports science and. All these other things into, it. and then you have these freak athletes that, like, does that kind of just chuck a massive spanner in the work? Or,
2: yeah, uh, yes, and yes, and no. Look, I, I, I think probably, probably the fact that he can switch off, um, is probably a, a great strength for him. Um, you know, what, you know, just looking at him play, he's a genuine footballer. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, he, he doesn't get shackled with. With block plays mm. um but he he also d- doesn't seem to have a a memory that's too long <laughs> um so if he makes a mistake he kind of shake, shakes it off yeah. and you now one of the things we and this is this is actually science mm. um but I won't get too deep into it but if if you if you think too much mm. if you're a, a real thinker um we we call this um reinvestment, so you you start thinking about your movements ah, yeah. um, and the more you think about your movements, you're trying to correct those movements, the more likely it is that those movements are going to break down under yeah. pressure. Now, Cameron Munster just seems to me to mm. be a real instinctive mover. He just yeah. he just goes about his business. Um, Justin Hodges was the same. Yeah. He, he was just instinctive. As soon as – you know, when J- Justin Hodges, his hardest time was when he did his Achilles because – he, he had to relearn how to run. Yes. And, and when you're relearning a skill, you, you're thinking so hard about those movements so that something that was very instinctive previously mm. becomes, oh, I can't do it anymore. Wow. Um, so, you know, the fact that Cameron Munster can, can uh, switch off um and, and just shake off those mistakes. Yeah. Um, there's actually some pretty good science behind it. Um yeah. I, I wouldn't say that he, he would know the science and uh. I wouldn't say that anyone <laughs> is actually um is teaching the science yeah. but it's it's probably one of his biggest strengths as a as a player. Yeah. Wow, it's it's so interesting. Then you've got those players, like you said,
0: on the other end of the spectrum that they think about it so much that when it comes to the big dance they've probably they've probably done their best work in the week of training. Like they've done so much you know, you talk a lot about overloading and load mm-hmm. management. Where's that fine line where you're doing too much? Are we talking
2: from a mental point oh, of view or from a physical point like of view? I like both. Now? We'll start with mental first. Yeah. Well, look, uh, you know, if you have someone who overthinks things, yeah. you, you get that paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, uh, you hear about golfers getting the yips um, and they, you know, there was a um, a famous golfer uh, 20, 25 years ago, Ian Baker Finch, yeah. um, and famously got the yips, yeah. and uh, you know he had to give the game away. I don't know whether he plays at all, and he was a great player uh-huh. in his time. But then, um, you know, got this paralysis by analysis, and then just he couldn't play. Uh-huh. Um, Steve Hooker was uh, um, pole vaulter. And he was a world champion. Yeah. And he even talks about how he got the yips. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just this over-analysis and, and overthinking in movements. Yeah. and And you think that by by going through the step-by-step movements, it's going to be beneficial, but yeah. actually it's detrimental, detrimental. To, to performance. So that's kind of, um, you know, the, the mental aspects of, you know, we call it choking under pressure, but… Yeah. It happens, again, it's not just sport. It happens it happens to surgeons. Yes. It happens to people flying planes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of um, the physical side of how much is um, enough and how much is too much, um, who knows? You know, the, the reality is it, it's going to be very individual specific. Yeah. So what's, what's enough for you and yeah. what's too much for you is going to be completely different from me. Mm. Um, and it's going to be there's going to be a whole heap of factors that play into that. So age and, and yeah. training history and strength and physical qualities and and, and probably probably also um, lifestyle stresses. So yeah. if, if you're a pretty relaxed kind of person, you, you might be able to handle a little bit more mm. physical load. Um, but if I'm if I'm really um, if I'm an emotional wreck or if yeah. I'm um, I've got a lot of uh, work stress or mm. academic stress or psychological stress, then my load cup yeah. is filling up with those things yeah, yeah. before I even get a chance to put any training on top of it. Yeah, um, and there's only so much load that yeah. you can put into your cup at any point in time before it overflows.
0: When, when we talk about overflows, are we talking then injuries or are we talking like just performance base?
2: Yeah, well, I mean it could it could be a number of things. It could be um, performance starts to suffer, it, it could be you start to f- um, experience a few more niggles. Yeah. Um, so that soreness that you're feeling, the good soreness that you experience enough after training becomes more like niggles. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the extreme is probably um, injury, where yeah. we actually break. Um, but, but I mean, you, in general you'd have to – injuries don't ha- just happen. You know, I think you have to – there's some signs in, in general unless you – you know, you experience some some extreme blunt force trauma um, that that is much greater than your system can handle. Mm. Um, generally, there's some warning signs along the way that you, you pick up, you're starting to feel a yeah. lot sore than normal, or you're moody or yeah. stressed, or performance tends yeah. to drop a bit.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Then, So then you look at these players that are like still ticking on, late 30s, you know, and I don't even know if there's any, like, do you remember Steve Menzies? Mm-hmm.
2: Hey he's like still he, playing now. He like <laughs> probably 60, playing somewhere.
0: Really? But he was playing out in Catalans, and you know for a long time, nearly up to thirty nine. Yeah. And like the longevity of his body and like he was still putting in good games. It's not as if he was a, just hanging on for dear life. Yeah. Does that come down to genetics as well? Does that play a part in it? Does
2: it you know? Yeah, well look, genetics will definitely play a part. It it plays a part in um in adaptation. Mm. You know, so um you know some if if you want to if you want to know whether whether a, a player is going to be a good basketball player or yeah. whether he's going to be a tall enough tall enough to play in the NBA well you know the first test that you do is check check the height of his mum and dad yeah um so yeah genetics will play a part in that um whether that's the major part I don't know but there there'll be a whole heap of factors there and and maybe maybe um beaver got a little bit smarter towards the end of his yeah. His, his career as well maybe he just got around the field a bit easier yeah. as well so he he managed to he managed himself around the game well and, yeah. and the the smarter you get the the every game you play is a bit more experience and the more experience you get yeah. um typically the the better you move around yeah. the
0: ground i found that even watching cam smith play like he was in the middle yeah. but he knew where to not put his head or so, I suppose you know, like not put his body in a place where it's gonna probably higher chance again injuries, you know, or you know he just he's such a smart player, even his yeah he was impressive, um he
2: could have played he could
0: probably still be playing what was that did he retire, not last season, the season before,
2: yeah, at the end of the twenty what are we, twenty twenty season, he retired, so he, he missed last year, mm. yeah, so I mean, I yeah, i mean he was he retired and he yeah. could still play, yeah
0: you still got to have that passion and desire as well to want to... Like the body might feel good, but it's a pure then as well. You know, there's two connections between the two. Yeah, I think they've got to interlock as well. Like the body might want to, but the this might have done its sell-by date or the body's done its cell by date and the mind is just like, I want to play, but my body's not allowing me to play, you know?
2: Yeah, with, without a doubt. I'm a really big believer um, in that link between the brain and the body. Mm. Uh, without a doubt, you know... Um, know in general i I think it can work in a number of ways um you know there's a there's a lot of you know we use nrl as an example there's a lot of players there um that think they're training hard but they've actually never trained hard before Mm. in their life um and and really what they've got to do is free up their brain um just to allow them to go to places that they they previously thought they couldn't go um and once once you do it and you do it often enough it you learn, gee, I, I can go here, yeah. and I'm not going to die. Yeah, um, I'm actually, and, and they actually start looking for work. It's um, it, it's a when you, when you unlock that, mm. geez, you got a team on your hands then. Yeah, um, because they they actually look for the physical work, mm. and it, it doesn't seem to hurt as much either. They just they're hurting, but their their brains controlling it. Yeah,
1: so, well,
0: how do you push? How do you put that into how do you instill that into a player? Like, you know, is that when it comes to preseason, you, you put them in more of a hurt locker situation, or do you put them in these situations where they're like you know close to that breaking point and they seek see that line and they keep going through it? Or how do we go there?
2: Well, look, I think it varies again. Um, what works for, for one player won't work yeah. for another, but um, in general, I I like to train with my players. Yeah, um, I've
0: seen that in the photos, mate. You're running, oh, yeah. running around next to them. Yeah. Is that just to see how physically tough it is on them so it is on you and you can kind of counteract that or
2: the, um, the science behind it? Oh, look, it probably – my my dad was um, – he used to train footy, footy players as well. Right. Um, and he used to always train with them. Yeah. And and I remember as a ten year old running around following him and mm. and going out to his training sessions with the players. Yeah, and he was always he was always training with them, and that's just something that I've always done. Mm. You know, I probably just got that from him, and that's good. Uh, there's a few reasons for it. Um, one is if if they're walking over to the session and they see that I've already that I'm in the middle of it or I'm just completing it, and there, there's a you know there's a whole heap of um, yeah. Psychology. Yeah. Uh, one is, you know, I want them to. I want them to see that that this old guy has just done exactly what they're going to do. So yeah. they can't. There's no easy way out of it. Um. If I'm running beside them, yeah. Uh. Then there's there's this extra motivation from them to that they they don't want to get beaten by me. I was going to say that's, that'll be killing me knowing that
0: you probably got about 10 years or more. I don't want to, I'll be careful on (laughs) the But, um, but let's say 10. Yeah. Yeah. We'll count it there. But I'm saying is if I seen someone next to me and you're, yeah, next to me and you're not a player, you're just, you know, you're putting the drills out for them to do, then you're kind of going, fuck, what's going on? I need to push, push out of here, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, and this, this, um, you know, different, different players, different things make different players tick. Um, yeah. And I just feel you learn a lot about mm. a player. Mm. Uh, you learn a lot about the way they attack a session when you're actually right in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and the deeper you go into it when, when you're, you're really hurting yeah. and then you start talking to them yeah. and telling them, um, okay, now we're going to get our win. Now we're going. We're getting after this now, and yeah. it's it's. They know that you're hurting as much as as you are, but you're still talking to them. Um, you learn a lot about a player, and they learn a lot about you. I mean, they they. I think it get um. You get a, a lot of respect when um you're not actually yelling at them. You're not put, putting your fingers in their chest and do this. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's never been my approach. It's it's more about um, you know, there's a little bit of breaking someone down, but. But building them back up when they come out of it, mm. they feel like they're bulletproof and yeah, yeah. you know six foot, six or eight foot tall. You know, yeah. I like that. That's I love that type of training. But
0: I I found that more in more endurance type workouts. Like if I was training, it was in more endurance where, like when you're playing a footy game, it was always all training. It was always M A S, for instance, or short short work, and you know it's going to end soon. Just push through. But then when you put them on this long endurance type thing, it's like shit. I've got another ten, fifteen go here, you know, fifteen k's to go, or an hour, hour or two, and that's when the brains, the mind's telling you, hey, stop. We're not used to this level of, and then there's levels to this, right? There's levels to knowing where I can go, and it kind of comes back to what you're saying, Tim. But it's, uh, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed to be trained by you, mate. (laughs) I would have, I'd love that, like just. It makes me want to go harder, I think, you know, push harder, where other people, like you said, you speak to them while they're flogged and they just want to go missing a bit and hide and show the character yeah. a bit, you know?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think um, historically there, there's been this, um, you know, the, the conditioning coach has been the guy who dishes out the punishment yeah. or um, to, to me training's not a punishment. Huh. Um, to, to me training, training underpins, good training underpins, mm. Um, it gives you the the physical qualities yeah. that allow you to execute your skills. If mm. you don't have those physical qualities, it doesn't matter how skillful you are. If you can't keep up with the game, or yeah. if you're not fast enough to put yourself in space, mm. um, it doesn't matter how skillful you are. You've got to have the physical qualities. It underpins that. Um, now, to to me, it's it's about it's about making players feel good about yeah. about what they've they've done. It's not it's yeah. not um, it's not a punishment it's about um knowing that they've just done some really hard work they've they've had to go down in a pit to yeah. do it um, they they got held down in that mm-hmm. pit with their head underwater where they couldn't breathe mm-hmm. and then they 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 forced their way yeah. you know fought their way out of it and and came out on top of them and got a win you know and every time you every time you a player gets a win like that that's that's creating a memory. Mm. Um, now, if if they if they learn to give into themselves in the, those moments, then that creates a memory as yeah. well. You do that often enough. Um, when things get tough in a game, you you, you opt out of that mm. that you know that's that's when tries are scored. Yeah. Typically, they're conceded. Um, but the, the way I the way I look at it is is trying to relate it back to the game. You know, like stay in the fight. Mm-hmm. Stay look for these little moments where. You can go one of two ways: where yeah. you can give into yourself, or you can dig in and find something that you didn't realize you had. Yeah. And the the more often you you find that little moment, mm. the 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 more often you you win that moment, the more likely it's going to become a memory. Yeah. Now you do that often enough with adequate recovery in between, then you've got you're not only training physicality, yeah, physical qualities, you're training the brain to go to places. That if they have to go to a dark place in a game, yeah. I've been there before. I know exactly what this feels like. I've done it a hundred times in training. There's nothing to fear. Here. Yeah, that's that's what what we want to develop. Yeah, in you know, if we're talking teams, what if we're talking any athlete? That's what you want in an Correct. athlete. I
0: was about to say, yeah. Like I, um, you probably know the you have the guy David Goggins. If you ever, he's um, he's this crazy. He was an he was a Navy SEAL. And he did the, the training like three, four times like the you know the, the one off one that you don't even have to do to get in. But he did it. He wanted to do it three, four times to prove to himself. Just mental toughness, resilience and all these things. And a lot of what you're saying there is very what he says is getting back into that trench and knowing that I can survive in the trenches. And like you said, you get you get so accustomed to it that you start finding little gold nuggets and you know where uh, Oh, I've learned this about myself now, and 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 I think that's what it comes down to sometimes when you do this training. You, after I stopped playing footy, I think I like to go training into these places where your mind's really getting tested because you learn a lot about yourself too. Mm-hmm. It's not just a to look good or look fit. It's more like oh, I, I'm, yeah. I, I basically just say it's more like you're figuring out more about yourself as as a self development sometimes too. You know, and it, like you said, it's not just as a a team sport individual, it's whatever goal you want to do in life.
2: Yeah, I mean absolutely I um, you know I still I still think back to train, training with my old man and mm. um, you know those those sessions were, were tough sessions. Yeah. But I, I learned how to train. Mm. I, I learned so much about running hills. Yeah. Um, but I learnt I learned a heap more about myself.
0: Alrighty, sponsorship time. Just a massive shout out to the best barbershop in Brisbane, the Notorious Barbershop in Banyo. Somewhere that you can feel at home, kick back with a complimentary drink of your choice while getting a fresh cut for the weekend, then look no further than the Notorious Barbershop in Banyo. If you mention the name Walker's Only Podcast, you will get a discount off your next cut. Honestly guys, the customer service is amazing, you'd struggle to leave the place when you're done because there's such a good vibe there. So get down there and enjoy a cup and a drink
2: of your choice. I, I learned a, a heap of things, you know, in those, in those sessions that mm. I've been able to carry into other areas of my life yeah. that have nothing to do with training, mm. but they've got everything to do with those moments. Yeah. You know, so... Um, you know, I I think probably one of one of my traits is is resilience. Yeah. Um, and and that that definitely comes from comes from my upbringing, but it comes yeah. from from the training, yeah. the training I did. That and and you know, not winning all the time, not you know, but going out and having a decent crack. I'm gonna go, yeah. Um. And and that was you know a lesson a lesson my, my dad told me really early on. He said, you know, you're gonna you're gonna race some people yeah. who can really run. Yeah. Um. So you're probably going to lose more than you win. Mm. Um. Now he wasn't actually saying, um. You know, get get used to losing. What he was actually saying was, um. You you can be winning even when you're not winning. Yeah. Um. So some sometimes you can walk off a, a football field and you can be so proud of what you've achieved. You, you haven't you haven't got the result, mm. but you you haven't you haven't won on the scoreboard. But yeah, the effort you know the effort is that you're winning in other areas. And, yeah, and that happens all the time in life. you, you know, you, there's so many times when you get you get knockbacks yeah. and you can go, oh, "Why me?" Yeah, or you can just um, pick yourself up, dust mm. yourself off, and go, "Okay." Alright Yeah I, I was down But um, actually um, yeah. The fight's still on Yeah um, So let's get back into it That's it I like yeah. that Tim Well If you don't mind me asking mate What was
0: your upbringing like With the old man It sounds like he was a very Not just saying your mother wasn't But it sounds like yeah. your old man Was a massive part of your life
2: Yeah yeah he was um, Yeah he was um, He was a really Really important part of my life Um you know, I, when I was when I was younger, they used to call me a Shadow, because ah. I used to follow him around all the time, and um, um, yeah, w- you know, we we he trained me for a long, long time, yeah, um, you know, and, and like I said, I I learned how to train, I learned how to train from him, yeah, and I, I remember, yeah. You know, when when he was pretty tough, yeah, it's pretty hard. You know, my brother talks about it was um, living living with the three of us um, was like um, it was like a a cross between uh, a, a party and a concentration camp. <laughs> it was, you know, like so it was it was really loose at yeah. times, um, but geez, he was so tough on us at yeah. times, so really, um, you know, really really firm on us, and you know that was. You know, it's probably nothing compared to his upbringing, but he yeah. was he was pretty firm on us. And um, but I I remember training with him. And when when I got older, um, you know, like most most teenagers, um, I thought I knew everything, and and my father knew nothing, and yeah, uh, we fought all the time. But the the one thing that that brought us back together was a, a particular. A particular training session where you know right up until his death, we, mm. we talked about um, running James Street. James J- Street. James Street is a street in Toowoomba, yeah. and um, and and he he helped me understand the difference between um, what I th- what I thought was working hard and actually working hard. Mm. Um, once once I got it, yeah, once. I only needed the one time, which you know, for me, I, I was lucky. You know, some people never get it, mm. but a little, a little light went off in my head. Um, I, I understood what it meant to actually take on a bit of pain yeah. um, when you're training, um, and I understood that mental aspect. I, I underst- like, I pretty much understood it straight away. Um, and like I said, some people never get it; they yeah. they, they never experience. The joy that I experienced whenever we would have a, a falling out or, yeah. you know, and, and right, right near the end when he, was, when he was real sick, you know, that was the, the conversations that we used to have. We'd, we'd, we'd talk about James Street. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was that, that was kind of – we'd talk about the James Street moment and uh, – Wow, that would bring some memories back yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and um you know but that was the thing that always brought us back together as well yeah um uh, so you know we we could be we could be angry at each other for a bit and yeah, then, and then you know we just we kind of realized that um you know that was a a bond mm. that we had, and like you know, so many thinking back over things he had us like things that we did back in those days where you know it was the middle of a, a thunderstorm yeah. And you know the the one thing they say to 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 never do in a thunderstorm is get out in open spaces. Yeah, yeah. So he'd get us out there running the golf course hills, <laughs> <laughs> in, really in a thunderstorm. It's in, in the middle of you know like at seven or eight o'clock at night, so it's dark. Wow. So you you couldn't see kind of two foot in front of you. There's there's massive puddles on the on the course. There's lightning cracking around us, yeah. um, and we just had to get up these hills as quick wow. as we could. That yeah. is
0: resilience, mate, at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, I know you probably know this, but I bet he's definitely proud of you, mate, and what you've done in your in your life already.
2: Yeah, look um, you know, like like um you know, I, I, I guess, you know, with with um with relationships you know, with your parents, you, you just want you just want to be proud of you and yeah. um yeah, you, know, you know I'm 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 probably just as as proud as him, you know. Yeah. Like um, the the way, the way that he he sort of attacked, the the way that he attacked his life. Yeah. Um, you've you've got no idea. He mm. was a, a hundred miles an hour. Um, and just he just went after everything. Yeah. Um, and he he was a funny guy. You know, like a really. Um, you know, people would go up to his shop for a haircut, and because uh, he was a barber yeah. for fifty years up oh. on West Street, yeah, and um, they'd go for the, for the for the laugh, yeah, and the, and the just the banter. It was yeah. it was just a good good time. And I'd go up after school, yeah. um, and I'd sit there from from three o'clock till five o'clock. I'd sweep the floor, yeah, and wow. um, I just loved it. You know, there was yeah. so many stories. If like if I, I couldn't repeat half the yeah. stories, they're so good.
0: Um, it's something in that. Hey, I I I growing up. It's exactly like you Tim um, we'd always hang around my uncle or my dad and they talk about their childhood stories or talk about some story and it hits you in a certain way just you're so it's like a massive joy of whatever they were talking about but it's just like I was such a young kid looking up to these adults and they're talking about stuff and you're just like a little fly on the wall just tuning into it and um, I think it all connects at some stage you know where. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it, when you just said that earlier, you know, really as parent, or as a parent, all you want to do for your parents is make them proud as a son or a daughter. You know what I mean? And it, uh, it, yeah, it's a, a very common topic of realizing when I speak to people now, where where does this all stem from? And I like, guess just sort of growing up, just wanted to make my parents proud. You know, it's it's a great it's a great thing to have though. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, i um, you know, and I I feel the same way about my own kids. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really interesting because uh, now that my my boys are grown up and, yeah. my, and my daughter's grown up as well, but um, you know, my boys are like my best mates. Yeah, because um, you know we'll we'll do things mm. that mates do, um, yeah. and you know like and, and probably some things that your listeners don't want to know about, yeah. but we but we do we you know we get to we get to a state of origin game and we and we have a few few beers and we yeah. and we just um and the jokes we have are, you know good yeah, good banter that's good man. um and you know i'm i'm proud of them as well the way they're kind of working their way through life and mm-hmm. finding their way yeah that's great tim i love that
0: um just another thing tim like obviously with what you do mate you're a busy man like yeah, where's your home base is it brisbane it's in brisbane yeah but like 5 minutes from here <laughs> how good how, yeah. that's probably why i'm like i've known this guy's face so often but i run past
2: your house Yeah. Like wow every second day R- mate Oh yeah. crazy! Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in saying that, like you do so many seminars, you're 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 always traveling around. What do you do to like to bring the best, Tim? Like, how do you look after your well being? You know that doing what you do can definitely take a massive load out of yourself. Mm.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, it does. Um, oh, look. I mean, I I just try and and. I actually just try and be myself. I don't. I don't try and be anyone mm. other than myself. I don't. I don't try and um, be more intelligent mm. than I actually am I because I, I'm actually. I'm just a. a, a you know, in, in real terms, I'm just a, a pretty average guy who has worked really, really hard at mm. things. Um, what, you know, when I when I turn up to a team, um. I, I, you know, I want them to to get the best of me. So it means that um, I've got to kind of do my own um, self care routine, which is I, I, um, I you know, I, I have to have my training, get my training in. Um, yeah, your own Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever training that is, and um, you know, it it can be it can be push ups in a room if that's all I've got. But yeah. I need I need something to to get myself ready, mm. and. You know, it probably ties ties back to the the body and the brain being so closely linked mm. that when I'm when I have trained, I'm feeling a lot better. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm prepared to, yeah. you know, to give my best. I, I need to sleep well. Yeah, um, that's that's a given for me. And um, how many hours do you need? How many hours would you need to sleep? Huh? uh well, look. If he asked me ten years ago, I was I was not getting much sleep at all. Oh. Um, but that it was I was full time in pro sport, yeah, and um, you know pro sport the, there were there were nights there where i wouldn't have gone to bed you know mm. that we we had a short turnaround and we needed analysis done and and the coaches needed everything done, um, and their reports ready for yeah. the first day back and it just meant that um, the, you know the analysis had to get done um, and if I go back to Kind of early two thousands when I was working with the Olympic sports, um, yeah. it was the same thing. You know, we'd be we'd do a session, and we didn't have GPS then. Mm, wow! So we we're analysing from video. Shit, um, a lot of work. Well, yeah, I, I worked it out for every for every ten minutes of game time, it yeah. took thirty minutes to an, analyse one player. Mm. So if you've got a ninety minute game, that's four and a half hours of analysis for one player. Um, so to, so to term, it's crazy <laughs> yeah um, wow. but like you know that was before the technology boom mm. that was where you had to log everything yeah. second
0: by second so, yeah, you're constantly upskilling yourself as well with all this constant technology and it's constant you got like you said you talk about it's mentioned earlier about you know this is your basis and this is what I've my bread and butter is and then you learn something new and then you start questioning the whole process again because it's a consistent cycle probably of New te- new learnings, new studies, and
2: yeah, I mean that's that's uh, a challenge of of science, I guess. Mm. It, on the one hand, it, you know you, you're learning something, everything, uh, yeah. something new every day, and you know it's kind of you work on the philosophy of you know a day you don't learn something is a day wasted. Yeah. Now, if you if you're a kind of rigid person, probably science isn't for you because um, mm. uh, the thing with science is what what we knew yesterday is probably going to change tomorrow yeah. because the science changes. And, you know, a good example of that is with with COVID. Um, mm. People go, well, hang on, this was the rules two weeks ago. Why yeah. has it changed? Well, um, there's no doubt there's a bit of politics in there. Yeah. But in general, the, as we learn more, um, the smart thing to do is to not hang on to what we previously thought to be true yeah. the smart thing to do is as we get more information it's okay to change our mind yeah um and that's that's what scientists do all the time mm. um the, the science that we know today will probably change tomorrow once a new study comes out yeah definitely that's so interesting man that's probably
0: like you said you've probably got a mindset of just happy to accept that it's you're never going to be fully Content, like it's going to change always, you know, like that. Yeah. It's never like, oh, I'm complete today, you know?
2: Yeah. And I mean, if it could drive you crazy if yeah. you were, um, if you are the kind of person that, that needed to have a completion on a project yeah. all the time. Um, and, but it can also drive you crazy the other way because, um, because things are always changing, because yeah. you're always learning, there's this, mm. um, this thing where you're never truly satisfied um, because yeah, yeah yeah you think oh well I know I know this now but I still don't know this well yeah. i have got to find the answer to that then yeah um, and then when you find the answer to that well there's something else you don't know so you, oh, I've got to find the answer to that um, so it's you've really got to, um, you've got to be pretty mindful of yeah. of okay now it's time to take a breath yeah, yeah, um, yeah. just relax in the moment enjoy. Where you are, yeah. um, enjoy what you've done, yeah. um, enjoy time away from f- from the profession, and just just do something different for yeah. a little bit. Um, other, otherwise, you know, I, I don't I don't think that's a, a very healthy way to go about it. If you don't mind me asking,
0: when you talk about sports, well, who are the top three teams worldwide that you could say well they are at the top there? Um, and who are the top three players? I want to know as
2: well. Oh geez. Um well look, Melbourne Stormer, yeah. I'll give you top two. Top um, two. Because I you know, the reality is uh, when we when we talk about top teams or 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 top athletes, um there really are. Um there's very few mm. you know that that truly are elite. Um, I, I would say in, in the teams that I've had experience with, Melbourne Storm are mm. uh, head and shoulders above any team in Australia. Um, the, the LA Dodgers are a team that I really admire, wow. um, and they're they're one of the teams where where I'd say you're Melbourne Storm like. Wow! Um, in American sports, it, it's a little bit different, where you know players just kind of keep to themselves, and yeah, uh, whereas in that organization, from the front office to um, the performance and medical staff to the players, every mm. time, you know, I walked into the facility and everyone made me feel really welcome. Yeah, nice. Um, that was um, Toronto Blue Jays were actually quite Blue good Jays. like that. I've been to yeah. one of those games. Have you? Yeah,
0: we went on there years ago to Toronto on a trip okay. and um, we did a little tour around there and the Blue Jays were playing. We did, yeah, we went in and watched the game and that. It's just pretty cool it's it. yeah. I never watched any of these sports live You know So it's a great Great atmosphere and stuff Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I want to know How How do you Like do you ever pinch yourself And go hang on I've," Because you've done Manchester United As well haven't you mm. Like yeah, do you definitely. ever pinch yourself And go um, What's that, that saying Imposters <laughs> Imposters Whatever it's called
2: Where you question Am I actually doing this Imposter syndrome Yeah
0: imposter syndrome Like is this actually me
2: Um Oh, look, imposter syndrome is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, an, an example of that is, you know, I think I, I said to you that, um, you know, I've been doing this a long, long time and and people will ask me what, what seems to be a pretty simple question and I, and I shrug my shoulders and say, well, look, I I don't really know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I can – generally I can say we just don't – you know, there's not there's not the research for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, generally, I can say, "Here's my best scientific um, explanation yeah. for what's going on," or you know, another way of saying that, "Here's my best scientific guess." Um, but yeah, yeah, like I, I, I go through that kind of that kind of mindset all the time. There's mm. always that. Um, it's it's real. Um, like in terms of pitching myself in, in terms of some of the, the teams that I'm able, able to work with. Um. Yeah. Yes, and no. Like it's it's funny. Like if I think back a long time ago, mm. um, you know, I probably didn't didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing, yeah. but um, I, I probably knew that what I was going to be doing was going to be helping um, helping some some yeah. organization or some athlete, or yeah. you know, I, I knew I, I knew I was going somewhere. Yeah. Um, and and but I you know like I wouldn't say it was um, due to any any genius or anything like that it was i can I can say hand on heart it's um the the harder I've worked, the easier it's got Wow um I've just worked really, really hard at it. I think you can definitely say a massive thanks to your
0: dad mate I reckon all those times running out in the thunder it's <laughs> <He's> definitely <laughs> created this resilience and um yeah. y- you know it brings me back to certain people you know a lot of people want quick wins they want to be sec- sec- um, successful quick mm. they want to be a professional quick but they're not willing to put in the the work but I think I've learned my own little journey as far I'm nowhere near you Tim um, but it's just being consistent mm. I think that's the key like that's the difference between those players who should have would have but didn't and then there's the difference between the Cooper Conks who just Chipped away, and he's worked his way to being one of the elites, you know. They're one of the best of the bets, yeah. and there's that difference, you know. But, um, yeah, I want to go back. Who, who are the top three players that you were like, wow,
2: anyone in Man United in particular, or not really? Uh, well, look, they, they've I, I got them in the post, um, Alex Ferguson era, oh, so right. David Moyes, um, is it? Yeah, David Moyes was there then, so um. Yeah, look, I, look. Probably the 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 best athlete that I've seen live was um, Ronaldo. Yeah, and um, you know at the end of a, a team run, the captain's run before the before the game, um, you know they they went through their plays, and then he he lined up you know a free a few um, penalty shots really, and the goalkeeper couldn't even see them. You know they were going so fast, and they'd hit the backboard on the on the the nets, yeah, wow. and the noise was like a I don't know, like a missile. Wow! Yeah, like I I heard it the first time, and I looked around, and he's he's just kind of standing there with these balls lined up shooting at the goal. Wow! Very very impressive, and um, you know, obviously, um, athletically he's he's just a, a specimen. Yeah, he's he's um.
0: I'd actually like to know, because they say his body apparently is like a 24-year-old when he's like 36, 37, the way he's conditioned it. Obviously, mm. there might be some dragons thrown into that story, Tim, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it makes you wonder, you know, we, we like to put these people on pedestals, but I'd love to actually see what he's like, his day-to-day routine, how regimented he is, and, yeah, yeah. You, know, what's, you know, how you were mentioning, how what his external life is like, you know, what's going on, and, is, you know, this big profile players, how do they... How do they keep their heads Focus on the on the goal You know Like Like football We call it soccer Over you You're in the papers The news Everywhere You know You fart in public That makes a noise You know <laughs> <laughs> But It's an interesting factor Where do they You know Do they Like I'm I'm very big on meditation And stuff And I yeah. wonder if they're I know Penrith Panthers are doing a lot of mindfulness now I've seen it on their videos And I wonder if it's That's incorporated Into these factors as
2: well And yeah, well, look, um, you know, if you, if we spoke about mindfulness ten or twelve years ago, you would have been laughed out of yes. um, the majority of rugby league organisations, um, yeah. and, and probably probably still half of them would, yeah. would laugh you out, yeah. at the joint. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a big thing. Just just having the uh, whatever whatever way it, it is for you to to find that hmm. that that stillness, that that calmness. Um, you know, I, I like to actually go into my gym, which is in my garage, and I have the lights out and yeah. I just lie down on the floor of the gym. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah. that's that's kind of what it does is just takes – there's no phones, there's no clock, yeah. there's no watch, there's no lights. So you, you're taking away a whole heap of sensory input mm. and all you've got is just you in the dark. Yeah. Um, that, that to me is – is actually, I f- I find some some stillness and some calmness. Different different people use different things, but um, I mean, w- with Ronaldo, it's it probably helps that he you know he's he's got his own trainer that that he does his fitness work. Yeah. He probably helps he has his own chef. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the things that that we don't we don't have access to. Um, yeah. you know. We, when we're cooking up chicken sandwiches for dinner, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know he's probably yeah. he's probably got some good food on the table. Yeah, that's true.
0: So he's less less as He's just focusing on the goal, or you know,
2: being present more. You know, if he's got, not has to worry about X, Y, and Z, be, it'd be great to um, to ask him some of these yeah. things So I wonder if anyone has actually, uh, you know, any journalist, for example, has actually had a a deep enough yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, they they never really. I don't really think they they ask those questions. And I and I look at the way some of these these players get ridden in the press and the um oh, rugby league is a good example in yeah. Australia. Um AFL's the same. You know, we had um John Longmire came out um talking about uh, the mental health of players mm. and how you know some something should be off limits. Definitely. Um oh, 100%. You know, and in the NBA um you know Ben Simmons has been Ridden all year, mm. um, and y- you know, like yeah, I, for me, I you know, I think I think Ben will come good, mm. um, but um, it just you know, some some players might just need an arm around them and say, you know, yeah, we, we want you here. Yeah. Um, you're valued here. You're gonna you're gonna provide some value, mm. um, and a lot of players uh, that's what they they want. They just want to um, they want to. Know that the the coach believes in them. Yeah, um, you know, I think I think Ben and Shane Walker are good examples of yeah. like that. They they got a lot out of, out of those players. Yeah, um, because they they trusted them. Yeah. It comes down
0: to as well, like like you said, different personalities require different ways of approaching them. And I think years ago, maybe it was just the the shouting, the regiment, the army style. Mm. With some people, you have got to put your arm around them. You've got to give them a cuddle. Some of them, you do need to give them a smack on the, like, you know, come on, wake up. It's that, you know, but it's learning your players. And, um, but they talk about Wayne Bennett is pretty, was, well, is pretty good at that. Finding that looks after, it seems like he nurtures some of those players who are doing it tough some other people might have different opinions ben might see different <laughs> but um yeah. you know and then you talk about craig Bellamy. he i heard he's a great people person too you know he's a genuine person you just mentioned yeah. earlier how you're catching up with him and you thought it was a 10 minute coffee and it turned into two and a half hours of a chat you know like yeah. it, if people got time for you man and they're willing to sit there and their busy lifestyles it just shows the respect and how they not just hold you, but how they hold themselves as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a lot of time for, for Craig Bellamy, you know, and, and his, his book is, uh, is a really good read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, there's so, so many messages in his book that just reminded me of, of my old man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you know, in, in, in defense of Wayne, um, yeah. you know, Wayne, Wayne has a particular style about him. Yeah. So he, um he can be he can be really good and he can be really harsh at the same you know at the same time he he can be both um, yeah. so but yet the thing is you you typically know where you stand yeah. with him like you don't die wondering um but I, I will say this that I've um you know I think he is probably a coach that that gets mm-hmm. players playing for each other yeah. um that when you leave and and even as a staff member leaving the team meeting mm. before our captain's run I knew my job and I knew I wasn't going to let anyone down wow. um so that that was the the kind of feeling that you that he he brings to a team and and everyone feels the same yeah, way yeah. um and I, and you know while while he, he may there may be some some parts of him that that pl- former players and staff don't appreciate mm. um uh, I'll tell you I've, I've worked with some coaches That are a lot worse than him mm. um, In terms of uh, Getting the best out of the yeah. staff Getting the best out of their players Yeah 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 for sure That's good mate
0: Mate um, We'll wrap it up soon But uh, one more question to ask Before we finish it Is
2: um, What are you grateful for Tim? Jeez uh, There's so much to be grateful for I Um Oh, this is this is always the, the the tough question because there's so many ways I could answer this. Mm. Um, you know, I'm 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 grateful for the the people who who really know me and and look out for me. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's people who um, who know me and who you know who say, oh yeah. Tim Gabbett's, it's you know a spectrum of things. Tim Gabbett's, yeah, he's a he's a good guy, or she's Tim Gabberts an asshole. Um, you know, so there's there'd be a range of people yeah. like that, but then there will be a handful of people you can count them on one hand, and then you can count them with a couple of fingers who mm. who actually really know me, mm. and they, they accept me warts and all, mm. um, and and they they really. They they care for me, so yeah. I'm probably grateful for that. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for all the experiences, good and bad, yeah, yeah, that have brought me to this point. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's a lot of good things that have happened, that have that have got me to this point. But then there's a lot of things that were negative at the time, and I was thinking, geez, yeah. why am I in this? Why am I in this? You know, yeah. what have I done to deserve this? Um, but those those struggles, that, mm. that adversity, while I didn't really like it at the time, I look back and I go, yeah, no, I'm grateful for yeah. that. That was so good. Yeah, um, I had to fight and scrap and struggle uh, all to get my way through that. So now when when pressure comes, yeah, um, I'm I'm not I'm not fearful of pressure. I'm not, um, you know, some people. Shy away from yeah. public speaking or, or or the pressure situations. Mm. I, I move towards it mm. um, because of the fact that I know that I've been there before. You yeah, know, I, yeah. Can, I've, I can overcome it. I can, yeah, I can get through it.
0: That's great, man. I love that, Tim. It's um, when you said to me, you learn from people and whatnot, and some people think this and some people think that. Well, I think as well that some people are blessings in our lives and some people are lessons. You know, like they. You learn from the mistake Like you said And some people stay in your life And you can Put your head on their shoulder And vent to them Whatever's going on Or they can talk to you And that's a genuine friendship Or relationship you know So um, Mm. Man I'm super grateful For you coming on Um, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it And yeah yeah, My pleasure Thank you so much Hope you listeners enjoy Don't just talk it Walk
1: it Walk it's only Don't just talk it Walk it don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it's on. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it's on.